Hey there, there, friends and farmers. farmers. I'm Taylor. And I'm Marshall. And this is the Mind Your Melon podcast. It's always a season for growing here at Mind Your Melon. And we're excited to be sharing thoughts, stories, and resources to inspire healthier minds with proactive choices and lifestyles. We'll be covering a lot of topics related to life and wellness, such as fitness, food, and even finances. Some big topics for sure. But don't worry, because we'll be lightening them up with some fun and humor along the way. Thanks for listening. Now, mind your melon. Hey everyone, happy new year and welcome back to another episode of the Mind Your Melon podcast. Taylor and I are sitting down for a casual conversation today where we're just talking through some of the most recent updates around Mind Your Melon, recapping the Faith Family and Farming mini-series that was leading into the holidays, and just talking about some exciting new things that we've had in the works. Stay tuned for this episode of the Mind Your Melon podcast. Taylor Sewell, welcome back to another episode. What are we talking about today? What are we not talking about today? I feel like the the past, I don't know if I should say the past couple of days, past couple of weeks, or maybe the past couple of years have been sort of a whirlwind. Like they've just been trying to keep up. Yeah, I was actually trying to think of like some sort of analogy to describe um, just how I'm feeling after all the excitement and all the all the things, and I, I couldn't come up with anything. the The first thing that came to mind was battered chicken. But <laughs> I don't really even know how to explain that. Battered chicken. I mean, you do want to get some chicken, so I guess I would make you a chicken tender. Yeah. <laughs> I see that one of the first things that came to mind for me was actually the old saying that my brother uses when I ask him how he's doing. He's like, you know, about the the duck with one leg. And I'm like, yeah, I know that one. And he talks about the duck swimming in circles. Yeah, that's... Okay, yeah, that's that's a good analogy there. But we can start talking about that. But real quick, let's recap December. Because that's, la- that's where we left everybody off at. December was, in my opinion, it was a lot of fun. And both from a family standpoint, from a Mind Your Melon standpoint, going into the holidays. But Mind Your Melon-wise... We recap or or we capped off the Mind Your Melon podcast with the Faith Family and Farming mini series, which I really enjoyed. I think that was really fun. I think it we were able to combine um, several of our passions, you know, mental health awareness and farming, um, our faith, share a little bit more about our family. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And we had a stacked lineup. So we us <laughs> no oh yeah yeah talent went deep on that episode no I I was surprised I wasn't fully expecting when we sat down we hit record on our episode I was kind of surprised at how far we actually got into telling some of our story but when we listened back to it and I remember there was kind of that moment where we we're like oh are we we're we gonna share all this and I'm glad we did though we ended up we got some really positive feedback on that episode just at people who we said some things that resonated or we talked about some things that struck a chord with them. And so I, I think all in all it, it ended up being a positive episode. I think so. And yeah, we definitely, after we finished it up, we were like, did we share too much? (laughs) Pull the curtains back just a little bit. But I think when I reflect back to that time when we lost our first baby and we decided to share um, with friends and family, it was really crazy to see or like amazing to see, 
I don't know the right word there. Just how many other people also experience similar things. And that brought so much comfort. And I think that goes with a lot of things, whether it's, you know, infertility, loss, or even stressors or challenges you're facing on your farm. I think there's something to be said about when you speak up, it gives others the confidence to speak up and to let out things that they were holding on to and realize that they're not alone. That's it. Not alone. And a lot of times we're dealing with really similar things. We just all kind of sit around and don't really feel like we can talk about them. Because oh, yeah. it, like with the loss of my dad or even grieving the loss of our first baby, as you mentioned, all these people reached out, but it wasn't publicly. It was one-off conversations or private conversations, and there were a bunch. And so I think that was a good takeaway there is just realizing that we're not alone in all of these things we're going through. And and we shouldn't fool ourselves into thinking that we are alone. Or to think that everybody's got their life all together and everything <laughs> figured out. Yeah. Um, we certainly do not. I would, I would say that nobody does um, because ultimately the Lord knows what his plans are for us. None of us truly know or can imagine. And so I think when we remember that, it can really serve us well. Absolutely. But then... Moving on from that particular episode, we went into our buddy Kevin from Louisiana. Well, not originally from Louisiana, but he's now in Louisiana. We I had, can listen to Kevin all day. Kevin, if you're listening to this, start up your own podcast. You've you've got that radio DJ voice that that I think we could sit there and listen to your breakdown of scripture in in different biblical stories all day long. So, shout out to Kevin for that. Really appreciate it. We had. Big A, Adrian Land, up in Brantford, cattleman and lifelong farmer, really enjoyed his one-liners and his zingers. That was um, that was a really fun opportunity to interview Adrian, but then the time that I spent with him and his wife, Melissa, afterwards, and some of the wisdom and some of the things that they shared with me off to the side, um, it was very inspiring, and I think the two of them together have so much insight into... Um, just life, life and agribusiness and faith and family and marriage and just all of the things. And so I would love to have both of them back on at some point because I think other farmers and um, farm families would would benefit from hearing some of their stories. That could be a really good episode. And then we transitioned from that one and, and we capped the whole deal with our current pastor, John, and his... Did he throw any dad jokes in there? I don't... I don't think he did, but he's known for his dad jokes. He is notorious for some great dad jokes. And I mean, he is a regular pun slinger, you know, but the main thing I remember from a, a humor standpoint is when we started calling out Christmas presents and National Lampoon, Chevy Chase, the whole <laughs> deal at the end. But no, what I really enjoyed talking with John about sense of community and how whether it's in farming, whether it's in faith, whether it's in your little hometown or county or what have you, having this sense of community and bringing people together around you and leaning on those people in times of need, like that's, that's powerful. That's huge. And talking about community, you want to share with everybody? I know it's a little early and we're still ironing out some details, but do you want to share the project that we're working on with our church? Absolutely. So again, we're still ironing out all the details. There will be more to come, but you're hearing it here first, more than likely. We are going to be working with our local church in Bronson 
and we're going to be hosting the very first ever Cultivate Community event. And that is going to be in February. It's Sunday, February 25th. Is that correct? Yes. And we're going to be hosting an event that evening. So for people who go to other churches, we're not going to coincide with your church service. Um, We just want to bring people together from the agricultural community. We want to really celebrate local farmers and ranchers, bring them together, enjoy that sense of community for all these people in the local area. And not only do we just want to do something nice for this group, we want to host this meal, host this dinner and this night of mingling and friendship, but we also want to share some message that relates back to our industry and pretty much just serve up this message in a form that will really relate and resonate with people from the ag community. And we want to celebrate them and we want to wish blessings on them as we head into this next season. So think farm church. So I know for some farmers, they're, they may be a little intimidated by church, you know, feeling like they've got to dress fancy and um, put on the put on the dog and all of those things. This is going to be a very casual event. We really just want to celebrate the farmer. So if you're a farmer listening and you're close by, we want to celebrate you. Um, Marshall is actually going to be sharing the message. Um, we're going to keep <laughs> Don't scare him. <laughs> He's going to keep it pretty short and sweet, but um, we'd love to have all the farmers and ranchers in the area out. And even if you if you're in the ag industry and you support, we'd love to have you. Uh, it's going to be very casual dinner. I think we're trying to get a band lined up. Um, should be a good time. But what else has been going on? Where would you like to start, Tay? What's some of our other... Um, let's talk about some of the other things we've been up to, I guess, and then share some other big news. Okay. So if we just go chronological, we went through the holidays and... We had been keeping a project under wraps that we did going into what third quarter, fourth quarter, um, some cool collaboration, some cool partnership that didn't get announced until just this month. Yeah. Go ahead. You'll you'll tell it much better than me. I don't know about that. So uh, we had the unique opportunity. Uh, Marshall was approached by some folks over at the Ad Council. Um, Marshall, you want to tell them the story about... Uh, okay. <laughs> this this got me. This got me. All right. Cue the eye roll for anybody listening. But whenever this group reached out and they first started talking about wanting to collaborate or just wanting to talk more about farm stress, rural communities, the ag industry, all these things, I really didn't think anything of it. I thought maybe they just want to know more about, hey, what, why are you and your family advocating? What, what are some ways maybe we can all work together, get involved, this and that? I didn't know where it was going to lead. And it led to these conversations with the Ad Council. If anybody's listening, it's like me. You hear that and you automatically think like the Ag, A-G Council, the Ag Council, like somebody from some Ag community or Ag committee. Okay, that's great. No, this was the Ad, A-D Council as in advertising council, as in the people who developed Smokey the Bear, that group. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's right, folks. Make sure, squash the fires, put them out properly. Only you can prevent. But when we started looking into this, Taylor's like, why in the world would the ad council want to talk to us or talk to you? And (laughs) I told Taylor, I said, you know what? All I know is if the Ad Council can take that little bear cub 
and make him into Smokey the Bear. There's no telling what kind of wonders they can work for us. <laughs> and so that was that was the story. Did but. they really like make him into Smokey the Bear and like it worked really good for him? Or do you think it was exploitation? I don't know. TBD. He might have liked the little hat and the little pants. I don't know. <laughs> if he's but, like Magnolia, he appreciates accessories. Exactly. But no, the, the ad council conversation ended up progressing into way more than either of us ever expected. And you pick up there. I, sh- I shared the bear thing. So they approached us about participating in an ad campaign for um, rural mental health and to share Marshall's story and our family story. Um, so we had uh, no idea really what to expect. We knew there was a camera crew coming to our house, but Marshall and I kind of thought like, oh, maybe it's just like a camera, maybe a GoPro or something. No big deal. I kid you not, y'all. We look out the the window when we start getting notifications that people are going up our driveway. It's like the federales. Straight up, like black SUVs, big Sprinter vans. They brought a crew, okay? And there was sound. There was all these lights and like this big setup. It was crazy. Um, And we got to work with a very incredible director. Um, Is it Deborah Riley Draper or Deborah Draper Riley? Deborah Riley Draper. And she's fantastic from Coffee Bluff Pictures. Her and her crew have done some some amazing work. As, as we're talking about this right now, Deborah is probably on her way to her A&E premiere. That's uh, right. She worked with Mick Jagger on a James Brown documentary series that is launching on A&E. So she was, she was working with Mick Jagger and talking about James Brown, and then she was... Well, not to mention, she, uh, who else was in this campaign? Casey Fields? Uh, Casey Feld was in the campaign and they went out and they spent some time on his ranch and anybody who doesn't recognize that name, Casey is a multi-time world champion, um, bronc rider in, in the rodeo industry. And yeah, some other names, uh, Marcus past NFL football player. There's some other people in this campaign. It was really, really unique opportunity. Yeah. So the, the campaign is called love your mind. Um, and you can check out more about that campaign at loveyourmindtoday.org. Or is it just loveyourmind.org? It's loveyourmindtoday.org. And what was really cool about the campaign is a lot of times people get intimidated whenever we start talking mental health or stress. And not only is it kind of a weird, complex topic, but then, too, so many people just don't even know where to start. The whole position or premise behind love your mind is just taking some really bite-sized steps, some realistic first steps and approaches at doing some proactive things to take care of yourself. And that is, that is our wheelhouse. So when they pitch that idea to us, it's like, we're here for this. Yeah. So I think Casey Feld for him, he said he likes to start his day with 20 minutes of working out hard. Yeah, going hard in the paint. That's um, right. And uh, I think in yours, you talked about uh, waking up in the morning and having a cup of coffee and watching the sunrise. Gratitude. Yes. Um, so- Marcus Marcus shared some interesting stuff around positive affirmation and like self-talk and how, how we're really pumping ourselves up or bringing ourselves down. 
he had some interesting commentary there and yeah, it was, it was a really cool, cool opportunity. And we got to meet some interesting people along the way. Absolutely. So then it kind of turned into more. Uh, so the but ad, wait, there's more. So the ad council ended up partnering with American Farm Bureau on this initiative because American Farm Bureau um, has their farm state of mind campaign um, where they're rolling out some resources to support farmers and ranchers across the United States. Um, and one of the big things that were announced at American Farm Bureau Convention was the launch of the Together All um, platform. Correct. So it was a handful of different announcements, but yes, American Farm Bureau and the Ad Council, along with, with Huntsman Mental Health Institute. Huntsman helped make all of this possible. So huge thanks to them and all of the work and all the contribution they're making within this, not only the mental health space in general, but also specifically to rural and farming communities. But all of this came together and American Farm Bureau has also been putting together their Farm Family Wellness Alliance. So that's a group of organizations. That's all these people coming together and collaborating, recognizing this need within the ag community. Isn't that a crazy? Like all of those businesses coming together, that just goes to show you that there are so many people within our community who are experiencing farm stress, who, who need these resources. And so... I hope that brings comfort to to people that they're like they they are not alone. There are other people. It's okay, and that's there's all these people that care, and that's why they're putting all of this together. They Absolutely. want to keep farmers and ranchers around. It should be a, to to me. It should be a signal of of optimism or hope. Like yes, there are challenges. Yes, there are stressors, but people are recognizing we are talking about it like we should, and we are working to try and allocate resources where they're needed. So don't get me wrong. There's still a lot more ground to cover, but these campaigns and these announcements that were made, super cool. And just to elaborate a little bit more on the together all piece. So together all is actually based out of the United Kingdom. It's, it's a digital platform that is actually set up to be a peer to peer network. And what the research shows, what we found is especially in more, rural or traditional grassroots communities like farming and ranching, a lot of times it's difficult to get people interested in the idea of going and talking to someone from a professional standpoint. And Yeah, and then they might be scared too to reach out to other farmers that are near them because of competition or things like that, or they don't want other other people knowing their business, right? Correct. Maybe they don't necessarily want their neighbor to know what they're dealing with. So the concept of this Together All platform as it applies to the U.S. and the partnership with American Farm Bureau and this Farm Family Wellness Alliance is an ag-based peer-to-peer network that is free for anybody in the ag community, 16 and older, that's one of the parameters, but you can go on, you can make a profile and you can participate on this platform and you can get connected with people all over the U.S. who are from similar rural or ag communities and might be going through some similar situations. And you can start interacting with these people. And so the... Yeah, maybe get some tips on, you know, hey, I'm getting ready to 
figure out my succession plan or figure out how to turn the family farm over. And there may be somebody on there that says, hey, I, I know how stressful that is. Here are some things that I did. Um, or just other stressful situations. Maybe you can get some insight from other folks. But then the other cool part about it, I didn't realize it until we got there, that there is um, access to free counselors, yes. free therapists as well, and no cost to the person using it. And it's not like a one and done. You can continue to meet with that person until the, the issue is resolved. I, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's been a huge limitation, at least within ag communities, is once people get to the point where they're willing or interested in resources, then also having accessibility and then also being able to fund it. And that's something that through this platform, it helps with some of those hurdles because on top of being the peer-to-peer network, it it allows the option to connect with some sort of a virtual or digital professional counselor and have that experience. And again, no cost, free of charge to participating members. And yeah, just have to go on and make the profile. And I think, I don't know if you're allowed to stay anonymous or not. Um, I'm not sure about that. We'll have to look at that. We're going to, we're going to create accounts on there as well. So we can become familiar with the resource and uh, we can report back to you guys. Uh, But to put a bow on American Farm Bureau, what was crazy and we, we weren't expecting this at all. Our 62nd, video was played at the opening session of American Farm Bureau Convention. We wrapped up convention with a press conference with Zippy Duval, uh, the president of American Farm Bureau, um, and then some folks from Huntsman Mental Health Institute, and then yourself, and um, wrapped that up. Is there anything else there that I'm leaving out? No, that was it. You got it. We attended the session. Did some interviews. Did the press conference. And then did trade show. And then where did we go? Y'all. We went to the Sundance Film Festival. Just the way you frame that up. Y'all <laughs> ain't never going to believe this. Country done came to town, okay? <laughs> Let's back up for a second. All of this took place in Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, which was kind of cool. Um. All crammed into one weekend. All crammed into one weekend. Let's talk about Sundance and then let's talk about some personal stuff real quick. Okay. So we were caught off guard by Sundance and it just so happened. It was a very opportunistic thing, but our colleagues from Ad Council and from Huntsman Mental Health Institute, who we've been working with on this project, they reach out and they said, we're, we're doing this big launch at American Farm Bureau But it just so happens that 30 minutes away in Park City, you know, just right up the mountain is Sundance Film Festival going on at the right time. And I'm like, that's cool. We're going to go see a movie or something. And it all came together in a way that we were offered the opportunity to participate in a panel discussion at Sundance Film Festival at one of the main filmmakers venues which alone is crazy, like super, super surreal, super trippy. And our comment back was kind of, that. that's really interesting. And outside of it being a unique experience, why would we do that? And I really appreciated how they framed it up. They said, the two of you can go over to Sundance and sit on this panel and participate and not only 
talk about your experience doing the video, but you can share more background on farm stress and rural stress with a group of people from the entertainment industry who would normally never hear about this. And and that's where they got us. I mean, correct me if you disagree, but I think just having that chance to go and talk to these people about our world, that that was cool. I think that that was absolutely the the shining star and that was our motivator for being a part of it and we're not telling you guys all of these things just to sound braggadocious or anything we're just we continue to be humbled and amazed I don't know if humble humbled's not the right word I keep wanting to use humbled but I think I'm saying that because I want to continue to stay humble but just where all of it all of this is taking us and it speaks to the sheer need of these resources for farmers and ranchers across the country. And we're just blessed to be in a position where we can use our family's story to help other people. And I, I hope too that this inspires folks who are listening, who may not necessarily like feel like their mental health is in a bad place and they're in a really good spot. If that's you be a friend to somebody who, who may not be in as good of a spot or better yet, use your time and talents to go share farmers and ranchers' stories and help those who are making decisions, whether it's at a legislative level or a healthcare level or all these different ways that can impact farmers and ranchers. Use your time and talents to help them. Help them understand what farmers and ranchers are going through. Absolutely. I, I would go so far as to say that every single one of us has some form of testimony. And it's like we've shared before, Tay, we choose to believe that the Lord's not going to waste the pain we felt. Right. So rather than sitting in that pain, rather than letting it eat us up, how can we take it and actually see some sort of good come from it? And so I, I would, I would reiterate that to anybody. Think about your experiences. Think about your opportunity to share testimony and think about how you can use it to positively impact others around you. And I, I'll also share, um, <laughs> I was I was talking with Christy Chiarelli the other day. Uh, Christy was our Wedgeworth Leadership Program advisor and friends with her and her family. Elio and Christy are fantastic. But just thinking back to some of the conversations we had in our Wedgeworth program, and we talked a lot about recognizing things that, someone ought to do, but then sitting around and looking for the someone that someone might be you. And so in your own home, your own community and your place of work, I, I, I would just have you think about that just a little bit. Think about where we are as a society, where we are as a world. And if you're recognizing that there are some things that someone ought to be saying or someone ought to be doing, might want to think about who that someone is. Yeah, I mean, that reminds me of the phrase, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. So if you're seeing something that that needs to be fixed or needs to be done, do it. But that's why we share all of that. Also, we were just really excited by the opportunity. Um, while we were in Park City, we had some mommy and daddy time. <laughs> um little mental health tip for you guys, um, something that I didn't realize I needed. Um, 
but I did try something new, like get out of your comfort zone. So Marshall and I did two things that neither of us had ever really done before or were really comfortable with. So the first thing was we did a, um, you guys know, uh, it's really popular right now to do the sauna and then go into a cold plunge. So Marshall and I did um, almost an hour session of that rotating between the sauna and um, the cold plunge. And once you got past the first 30 seconds of the cold plunge, it was actually very, um, very calming, very satisfying. I felt like um, all of my mountain sickness kind of went away, which I wasn't really mountain sick, but just like the funkiness I felt, um, my sore body, um, I felt really good. And I feel like it really got those endorphins going and there's science behind it. That's why people do it. But Doing something fun, something new, I wouldn't say fun. I mean, it ended up being fun, but doing something new, getting out of your comfort zone, um, it not only impacted our overall wellness, but it impacted my mental health in a positive way. Same with skiing. Um, pizza, french fries. <laughs> your girl can't pizza, okay? For for those who don't know those references, french fries is how you go go fast or keep going pizza is how you slow down <laughs> and we were on the uh sweet pea slope which is like the bunny slope and uh took me a while to learn how to pizza still couldn't get it all the way i was very anxious uh that i was going to crash into these three and four year olds who were already better skiers and snowboarders than me and so i would actually wipe out quite a bit marshall of course got it naturally but you want to add any comments? I kind of just like took over all of that. No, no. I, I think you encapsulated it pretty well, but it was a lot of fun. I th you make a really good point about just going and trying something new. That was a whole weekend of just new stuff. And to a certain extent, some of it felt a little overwhelming at times, but it was also, it was rewarding and it was, it was fun and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed, enjoyed having the experience with you. So no, super cool doing that. We ended up, we caught a red eye, came back home to make it back in, to work in time and get back to, to our baby girl and ended up just being kind of a, a crazy weekend and crazy week. But what else? You want to do the big announcement? You do it. I've done all of the things. Okay. Okay. I'm tired of carrying the team. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the other thing is this was all taking place leading up to some of the Salt Lake City travel. Uh, before the new year, we've been working on this. Yeah, we we made it a goal. And for the past X amount of years, as we've been working on our advocacy and working on our platform, we've made it a goal that we wanted to gradually develop nonprofit status. Yes. We really, I won't say we drug our feet, but we wanted to be very intentional about making sure that we did it when we felt like we were at a place and prepared to develop it when we had a rough idea of people who could collaborate and participate and also a decent idea as to where funding could go, how it could actually go back and do good for the industry. We didn't, we didn't want money to come in and just sit there and we finally got to the point going into the end of last year where we decided we wanted to file all of our paperwork and we received all of our approvals and received nonprofit 501c3 status 
pretty much the week before we were heading out to Salt Lake City. Long time coming. Really exciting stuff. Um, so we'll be announcing our um, our board very soon. Um, if you have if those press releases haven't already went out, um, already received a very generous donation too. This uh, again. Uh, serendipity um the lord continues to to provide and make a way and all the glory goes to god the same exact weekend that we were going to salt lake city and we had not even announced to anybody that we had received status and we got an just unexpected random phone call from some great people and can i go ahead and share yeah and um Shout out to Kelly Tyner and all of our friends at Ileana Watermelon Association. They reached out. This is pre-COVID. They reached out and saw a need and said, will you please come up and speak and share a little bit about your experience and talk about farm stress? And they've just been huge, huge supporters ever since. And that's years ago. Yeah. And out of the blue, got a call from Kelly and he said, we don't know where you stand in terms of foundation or nonprofit or anything. But we really appreciate the work you're doing, and we want to see more of it, and we'd like to support. And And they actually decided to include us in their annual charitable giving at their Ileana Watermelon Association convention that was taking place the same weekend we were in Salt Lake City. And they sent us messages, and folks, I... I, I can't even I begin. Think we to, were both in just tears, like just in disbelief and like gratitude. And talk about timing. And I shared that with Kelly and with them that we've just received our paperwork and haven't even announced it yet. And here we've got these people wanting to support. So huge thank you to our friends up in Ileana. For anybody not familiar, that's Illinois and Indiana. They they have the joint Ileana Watermelon Association. So thank you so much for that. And we will be in touch because we've got we've got some cool ideas for ways that we want to continue supporting and using that to grow outreach, advocacy, and access to resources. That's correct. We are the Mind Your Melon Foundation. That is our nonprofit name. And we are so excited to meet with our board and to roll out official resources and ways we can we can serve all of you listening, our farmers, our ranchers. Uh, the ag community. So we're, we're really, really excited. And beyond that, Tay, I don't know if anybody can take any more announcements or any more news. What else do we have? <laughs> I think that was enough, right? I think so. <laughs> I feel like it, I, I really hope that people don't think we're, we're trying to brag or something. Like I think our intent of all of this guys is just to fill you in on where we've been and where we're going. Absolutely. And the goal is to continue, as I said, outreach, advocacy, and access to resources. And so for anybody, anybody listening, feel free to reach out. Yeah. If you've got ideas on resources or things you would like to have, how we can support you guys. Or if you're looking for anything, if you need something, reach out. I think that's uh, that's it for today, guys. Check in on yourself. Check in on your loved ones. And don't forget to mind your melon. <laughs>